Thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast of the Fires of Revival podcast. I am your host, Colton Prater, and I pray today's episode will be a help and an encouragement to you. Please don't forget to rate, review, and share the podcast with others. And now for the episode. I'm very excited about today's episode. As you know, the last two we did some interviews, and I pray that if you haven't checked out the last two episodes, I would encourage you to do so. Uh, Brother Ben Turner, who's been a real encouragement to me recently, especially. And then Brother Evangelist Caleb Garraway. Both those episodes have been a huge help to me, and I, I pray that they have been to you if you've listened to them. And if you haven't, I would encourage you to go back to the archives, check them out, and just let the Lord speak to you in them because they really are some very powerful interviews, some great truths were shared in those episodes. But for today, we'll be taking kind of like just a week-long break from that, and then the following week we'll pick up some interviews and different things. But today's episode is a very serious-minded one, and it seems like a lot of the ones I've been doing that have been just me speaking have been serious-minded, and it hasn't been on purpose. If it was up to me, I'd give you a happy message, one of positivity and that kind of thing, just because I want to. But that's not what the Lord would have for this episode. This is more of a somber thought. And really looking really, I don't really have a title for it necessarily, but we're going to be looking at the shortness of life and how quick it goes by. If you know in the book of James, it mentions that life is but a vapor, that it's here for one moment and gone the next. And you talk to anybody and they can tell you life is flown by. I can think back to when I was in high school and middle school and things, it seems like life was so slow and it never would go by and every waking moment was as slow as possible. But it seemed like once I graduated high school went on to college, it seemed like as soon as that college started, when I started at Crown College there, that time has just flown by. It seems like just yesterday I was walking on a campus for the first time as a freshman, and now here in just a matter of a few weeks I'm about to walk the platform and graduate. And time has really just flown by just like that. It really is, as James says, it's like a vapor. And you, know, you may be listening today thinking, well, you know, life goes by slow. But it really is a vapor. It goes by just like that. And the thing is, we're not guaranteed forever. You know, the Bible says that the average man lives uh, three score and ten years. And then it mentions, but of good health, you could live up to four score, so 80. So 70 to 80 years is the average lifespan. But we're not guaranteed that. Some of you listening may live to be 110 years old. Some of you also listening may go out into eternity tonight. We don't know. I don't know. Only God knows, and He knows when your appointed time to die is. And that's a somber thought when you think about it, that God knows when you are going to die. He knows the moment you're going to take your last breath, the moment that your life is going to end just like the snap of a finger, and you're going to end up either in heaven or in hell, depending on whether you've either accepted or rejected Christ as your Savior. And I know we keep bringing up this thought of death. Uh, It seems like the last several weeks, the last several episodes that I've done, have been dealing with salvation and life isn't forever. And I don't mean to keep harping this, but I just believe this is what the Lord would lead, and I know this is what he'd have for us, but just this simple thought that life isn't forever. So the question I have for you all, listener, is what are you doing with your life? Is it bringing forth fruit? Does your life bring honor to the Lord? Does your life, is it doing something for God, or are you just sitting idly by waiting for either the rapture to happen or for you to die one day? Or are you really giving it all, going all in for Christ? And that's just the simple challenge for today. If you'll take your Bibles, we're going to look at a passage of Scripture here. John 12. Now, John 12, we've got uh, Jesus Christ. He's having the supper. He just had the triumphal entry at the beginning of chapter 12. But in verse 24 or 23 on, he begins to speak to his disciples. And in verse 24, 
this has actually became uh, my life verse as of recent here. Uh, my previous life verse for the last several years has been Job 42.5. But over the past few months, the Lord's really spoken to my heart about this scripture verse, John 12.24. And the Lord has really just convicted me about it. And in John 12.24, I'll read the verse for you here. And if you have your Bible, I would love for you to have it open there with you to look at. But if not, that's okay as well. But in John 12.24, the Bible says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. And I'll read it one more time for emphasis sake, because it's very important. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. So the question today is, is your life bringing forth much fruit? The Lord gives the, the, the way to have much fruit in your life right there in that simple verse. He, says, he refers to us as a corn of wheat. He says, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die. For us to make a difference in this world, there's got to be some death to self going on, some dying and saying, you know what, Lord? Your, not, your wants, your desires in my life are more important than my wants and desires, and I am going to lay down and yield my desires to you, and I'm going to do what you want, even if I want what I want more than what you want for me. And that is what death to self is, is saying, you know what, Lord, you are right. I need to yield my selfish desires, my selfish wants, those things that I think I need. And I just need to yield to what you want for me, how you would want me to live my life. And I'm going to die to my selfish nature and say, you know what, Lord, it's all yours. You've got every part of me. I'll do what you want, and I'm yours for the service. So the question is, have you died today? Have you died to self? Have you given your life to the Lord? Have you said, you know what, Lord? Today, this day is yours. I'm giving it all to you. I'm yielding it to you, giving it to you. And it says that when we die, it abides alone. It says, you know, except a corn of wheat fall on the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. So the key to bearing fruit in our Christian life is dying to self, is saying, as I said earlier, yielding to the Lord's desires, giving the Lord what he wants, giving him his rightful place in our life, putting our selfish desires aside and getting rid of them and cutting them off to the flesh and saying, Lord, I'm all yours. Whatever you want, whatever you need, whatever you'd have me do, I'll do it. I'm yours for the service. I'm yours to do what you would have me to do. And as we've seen here, as I said earlier, life is short. It's like a vapor. The book of John tells us, the verse we just read, that we need to die to self and give our life to God. And the verses in James that I, James that I quoted earlier says that life is but a vapor. So now that we know that life is quick, we've got to die to self. We've got to give our all to God. So have you? Have you given your all to God today? I want that question to sink in because it's important. It really is. And if you haven't given your all to God today, get started. Jump in immediately. You know, life is short. It's not guaranteed forever. So how are you living? What kind of a life are you living? I'm reminded of a Jim Elliott quote. And Jim Elliott, and it was in his diaries, he said, When the time comes for you to die, make sure that all you have to do is die. And how simple that is, that when our time comes to die, make sure that's all that we have left to do is just die. We don't have to make phone calls and go make it right with a loved one or go, you know, do this or that that we didn't get to get done when we were alive here on earth. When it's your time to die, make sure that's the last thing you have left to do. That's all you have left to do is just to die and bring honor and glory to the Lord with that. So again, how is your life? How are you living it? Is your life being lived at the moment that if someone put a gun to your head and say, life is over when I click the trigger, is that all you have left to do is die? Or do you have to say, hold on a second, I've got to make some phone calls, I've got to fix this, I've got to fix that in my life. 
and my time is not ready because I don't have it ready for the Lord. Because, see, we never know when our last breath is. We have to always make everything ready. We have to always be ready for when that last day is going to come because it's not guaranteed. You know, I could finish this episode right here and go off into eternity within the next few minutes. Or I could live another 80 years. I don't know. Life isn't guaranteed. But regardless, I have to make sure that I am ready to die at any given moment. And that seems a bit morbid, a bit gruesome, but it's true. Each of us today have to be ready to die because we aren't guaranteed forever. We're not guaranteed to live our lives forever on this earth. So with that in mind, each of us, unless the rapture happens, every second that ticks right here, one, two, three, four, five, and you keep counting the seconds, every second that passes is a second closer to your last breath on this earth. Now, I get it. I'm being you know morbid on purpose. I'm doing this for a reason. And the reason is I want you to be thinking about death. I want you to be thinking about the fact that your life is not forever. You know, this past Sunday at church, at Temple Baptist Church there in Knoxville, uh, where I go to college at, Crown College, the church that it's through, with Pastor Sexton there, we had an unusual service this past Sunday. I'll be honest, I never had a service quite like this. And when I tell you this here in just a moment, you're probably going to be thinking, what in the world are they doing at that church? The pastor had us for the, the evening service. He actually gave us a sheet of paper on the, at the back of the, the bulletin there. And it had some things on it. And he wanted us each to plan our funerals. Now, listening, you're thinking, what in the world is wrong with you? Why would, you're only 22 years old, Colton. Why plan your funeral? And, you know, I thought that too at first when he, when he started speaking. I thought, why am I planning my funeral? What's the point of this? But really, the more you think about it, the more I got to think about it. I was like, you know, he's right. Life isn't guaranteed forever. It isn't. It is just a vapor. Just as my life is slowly, or not slowly, but quickly passing and you know, going from year to year to year, so is yours. Time doesn't stop for anyone. Time does, keeps going. It doesn't stop. And it goes at the same rate, one second at a time, one second at a time, one second at a time, just ticking away, and there's nothing we can do to stop it. You know, People can try to stop to freeze time, but we can't. Only God can. But every second that ticks is a second that our time goes away. It's a second, one less second we have on this earth. And as I said, you know, that planning my the planning my funeral, it was a bit weird at first. But it was a good thing. It got me thinking about eternity, saying, as I said, you know, life isn't forever. And it made me really evaluate how am I living my life. And that's really where the burden for this episode I'm sharing with you guys is coming from. Is this this idea that I want you that when it comes for your time that I that all you have to do is die. And I have some quotes for you I want to share with you here. Uh pretty quickly here, but just a few quotes I want to share just by some several missionaries. Some of these are different mottos of mine that I've adopted. But one of them I'll share with you here is by Adoniram Judson. He was the great missionary to Burma, the first one there, and he helped translate the Word of God in their language, and that was over almost 200 years ago, and they're still using that same translation today in Burma, which is now Myanmar. But Adoniram Judson made a quote. He said, the motto for every missionary, whether preacher, printer, or schoolmaster, ought to be devoted for life. You know, that should be the motto of our life, whether we're called to be a missionary overseas or not. No matter what occupation God has called you to, we're called to be devoted for life. Those three words are to describe my life. They're to describe your life. They're to describe your pastor's life, your family's life, your roommate's life, your co-worker's life. That if they are a Christian, they are to be devoted for life. They are to be willing to give their all to God. And that's one thing that really bothers me is when you see someone in there, they're devoted for a moment, and it seems like two weeks later, they're back into the world. And, you know, each of us have been there before. And it can be quite frustrating when we see that with other people that we poured our lives into. 
And the Bible commands us to be devoted for life, to give our all until our last dying breath. Another statement here is by William Booth, the famous founder of the Salvation Army. And he said, The greatness of a man's power is the measure of his surrender. So going back to this theme of death to self, that if we want to be great in the eyes of God, make a difference in the eyes of the Lord, we're going to have to surrender. If you want to do great things for God, it involves laying your will down and saying, All right, Lord, my wish is your command. I'm giving you my desires, and I'm yielding to your desires. So the greatness of a man's power is the measure of his surrender. So how is the surrender of your life today? Have you given your all to God? What have you been doing with the life that God has given you? Because your life is short. So how are we using it? How are we maximizing it? Another quote is by another spiritual hero of mine, Jim Elliott. And he said, He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. And how true that is. I'll read it one more time because there's a lot in that. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. And what a powerful truth that is in that quote right there. A very powerful statement. And I would encourage you to write that down. I have it in my Bible written down as a quote to remind myself because of how important it is. And then lastly here, I want to read a poem to you all. It is by C.T. Studd. We all know the famous line, Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. But there's more to that than just that little statement. There really is. There's an entire poem that C.T. Studd actually wrote in this. And I want to share with you. It's a bit lengthy. So just bear with me here as I read it. And I'll talk about it very quickly at the end here. But the poem title is Only One Life Twill Soon Be Passed by C.T. Studd. And I'll read it here. It says, Two little lines I heard one day Traveling along life's busy way Bringing conviction to my heart And from my mind would not depart Only one life twill soon be passed Only what's done for Christ will last Only one life, yes only one Soon will its fleeting hours be done Then in that day my Lord to meet And stand before his judgment seat Only one life twill soon be passed Only what's done for Christ will last Only one life, the still small voice Gently pleads for a better choice Bidding me selfish aims to leave And to God's holy will to cleave Only one life twill soon be passed Only what's done for Christ will last Only one life, a few brief years, each with its burdens, hopes, and fears. Each with its clays I must fulfill, living for self or in his will. Only one life will soon be passed, only what's done for Christ will last. When this bright world would tempt me sore, when Satan would a victory score, when self would seek to have its way, then help help me, Lord, with joy to say, only one life will soon be passed, only what's done for Christ will last. Give me, Father, a purpose deep in joy or sorrow, thy word to keep. Faithful and true, whate'er the strife, pleasing thee in my daily life. Only one life will soon be passed, only what's done for Christ will last. O let my love with fervor burn, and from the world now let me turn. Living for thee and thee alone, bring thee pleasure on thy throne. Only one life will soon be passed, only what's done for Christ will last. Only one life, yes, only one. Now let me say, thy will be done. And when at last I'll hear the call, I know I'll say twas worth it all. Only one life will soon be passed, only what's done for Christ will last. Only one life will soon be passed, only what's done for Christ will last. And when I am dying, how happy I'll be if the lamp of my life has been burned out for thee. And that there is the poem that C.T. Studd wrote, and I just felt burdened to share it with you. I know at the end of each little stanza it repeats the line that I've said many times. And I want to read it one more time, not the entire poem, just the one line, because I want it to really sink in your heart. 
because we only have one life. You've only got one shot at this life. You don't get to redeem a token at the end and be reincarnated and come again, you know, and live your life again for the Lord. All you have is one life. However many years the Lord blesses you with, whether that be 70, you have 70 brief years to lay it all on the line, to give it all for God. If the Lord blesses you with 25, then you better give all 25 of those years to the Lord. If he gives you 100, you better give all 100 of those years to the Lord. And if, let's say you've been wasting your life like some of us have. Well, it's never too late to ask for forgiveness and jump in the fight with the years that you have left. God may give you 50 and you may have blown 49 of them, but you still have one good year left you can give to God if you just yield it to him. So with whatever time you have left, whatever part of life you're in, whatever stage of life you're in, no matter if you've lived for God or not, I challenge you right here, right now, drive a stake into the ground and say, you know what, Lord, I'm giving the rest of my life to you. And only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. And I'm giving it all to you, laying it all on the line, saying, you know what, Lord, I'm yours. Do with me what you will. I love you, want to serve you, and make my life a candle that's going to burn out for you and your cause. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for this day and this opportunity to record this broadcast. I pray that you use this message, Father, to speak to the hearts of those listening the way you spoke to mine. I pray that you use your word, the quotes that were shared, the poem that was read, the questions that were asked, everything from beginning to end, to just prick the heart of the listener and it'll be a thought that they just can't escape this idea that life is short and that you help each of us to live more conscious of eternity and just lay it all on the line for you and your cause and in your son's name. Amen.